Welcome to Yin Untangled. I'm Kat Mead. Welcome everyone to this latest episode of Yin Untangled. I'm your host, Kat Mead, owner of The Yin Method. And on this week's episode, we are going to talk a little bit about yoga nidra. So what is it? What does it do? Why do we practice it? How do we do it? Maybe there'll be some other tangents amongst all of that. We'll see how we go. But with our goal set, we are talking about Yoga Nidra, so let's dive on in. So what is Yoga Nidra? A very simple explanation is that it's a guided meditation that takes you into a state between being awake and being asleep. So Yoga Nidra is also known as yogic sleep, and it's really amazing to do right before bed, and we'll get into why that is soon. Now, we all know what falling asleep feels like. I was going to say what falling asleep sounds like, but I don't think that's right. (laughs) We know what falling asleep feels like. It's the space where we might start twitching, we are aware, maybe, of what's going on around us, but we're not quite in that space of knowing what's going on around us. You know, as I said, we might start twitching a bit here, we might feel like we're falling. I don't think I need to explain too much what it feels like when we're falling asleep because we all do it. Um, But I was actually just reading an article on the Yoga Journal website and there was a sentence that I really liked that said, it's where you begin to enter the gap of nothingness. And I liked that description, so I stole it. (laughs) I didn't steal it. I'm quoting it from the Yoga Journal website. Now, this state between being awake and being asleep is called the hypnagogic state. And when we come into this state, we are actually working with different brain waves than we are while we're awake or while we're asleep. So we're actually slowing down the frequencies of our brain waves so that there's more space between our natural, normal, fluctuating thoughts. And so it's really important here. When we practice yoga nidra, we are not trying to fall asleep, even though that might happen and that's okay, but falling asleep is not the aim of this practice. (laughs) Side note to that, whenever I teach a yoga nidra in my immersions, within minutes there's usually at least a few people in all different areas of the room snoring because it's so good at relaxing people. Plus, usually by that state, They've done a couple of hours of yin with me, so they're totally ready to kind of drop in really deep. So we're also not trying to stay awake, but we are allowing our body to relax enough so that our brain can go into these calm states where we can access intentional healing. And I'll get to that a little more shortly. When we talk about yoga nidra, it would be really easy to get into a big scientific discussion around brainwaves, the different types, the different frequencies, the different characteristics. I'm not going to go into all of that here. I will talk about in a second the stages of yoga nidra and the states, uh, the brainwave states that we move through, but I'm going to keep this pretty simple and hopefully easy to understand. 
I will be looking at Yoga Nidra in a lot more detail in some upcoming online trainings that I'm putting together. So if you're more interested in that, sign up to my mailing list and you'll be the first to know when that's all available. Plus, at the end of this episode, I'm going to let you know about something super special that's coming, hopefully very soon. All right, off that tangent again. I told you, we go down tangents on this um, podcast. So what does Yoga Nidra actually do and how do we do it? To start with, it relaxes our body and our mind. It helps us to lower our stress levels, which is sorely needed always, but I think especially now, especially if you're in Australia, and it helps us to lower our anxiety and helps us to eventually reach parts of ourselves that tend to live within our subconscious. Now, we don't actually need to do a thing to do this, except, of course, be guided through a practice, but we might notice shifts in awareness, judgments around different events or memories, or maybe our worries just feel a little less big as part of this practice. When we start Yoga Nidra, we usually start in a beta brainwave state where we're still alert. So beta brainwave is a bit quicker and we're still alert. We then move into alpha states where our conscious mind starts to connect with our subconscious mind. And this is where we start to slow down and really relax. We might start experiencing a state of calm here. Next, we are taken into our theta states, and this is the state between being awake and being asleep. It's a little bit spacey. We're not really alert, but we're not necessarily quite asleep yet either. Now, usually if you're in bed going to sleep at night, this is where you would drop into a deep sleep and then go into a delta state and then go into REM sleep. So slower brain waves, resting, replenishing, and just sleeping and dreaming, uh, regardless of whether you remember your dreams or not. In Yoga Nidra, though, we are staying in that theta state. We're almost mimicking what happens when we're in the delta states. We're staying awake and conscious, but because we have intentionally moved through these different brainwave states, we are able to access memories, subconscious thoughts, and heal in a way that is different to when we're asleep. We can work through grief, stress, anxiety, whatever we need to work through. And the key word here is definitely intentional. And that has a lot to do with how we go about a yoga nidra practice. I also think that with this practice, it's helpful if there is a level of detachment. Sometimes having an expectation of how we're going to heal can block us off from receiving what we actually need. All right. So you might be wondering, how on earth do I move through those different brainwaves? How how can I be aware of them? I don't know how to do that. Don't worry. That's okay. No one is asking you to, you know, come into a yoga nidra practice and we say, okay, now move from beta to alpha, now find theta, etc. That would be almost impossible for most people to do. It's a much more subtle practice than that. And that's why yoga nidra is more often than not a guided practice. So here are the general stages of a yoga nidra practice. And just to note here, these can be different depending on who's teaching and the intention or the theme behind the practice or how much time is available. So there's a few steps here that 
you might say are not uh, mandatory in a yoga nidra practice to make it a yoga nidra practice. But basically all of these steps are what make up a complete yoga nidra practice. So we start by making ourselves comfortable. Usually this is lying on our back, on the floor, or you can be on your bed, wherever you feel safe. The length of a yoga nidra practice can differ. So it's really good to know um, going in how long you're going to be there so that you can set yourself up appropriately. It's really, really beneficial to be able to move through the whole yoga nidra practice without moving your body. In saying that, if you need to move, you're always allowed to move. So once you're comfortable, you'll next be asked to set an intention for your practice. And this intention is called a sankalpa. We set our intention as if it is something that's already in existence. So it can be how you want to feel, what you want to, your week to look like, something you want to change, how you want to sleep. It can be anything. Your intention or your sankalpa can be something as simple as I am calm or I am moving through my days with ease. From there, you'll usually be guided through a rotation of awareness in your body. So we stay still. We're not being asked to move our body, but you will be asked to become aware of different parts of your body as they are mentioned. Now, this is probably my favorite part of the practice. It focuses your awareness so you can slow down your overactive mind. Some teachers will do this really quickly, some will do it more slowly, and you might resonate with it being faster or slower or somewhere anywhere in between over another way. So there's no right or wrong way. Faster has a purpose and slower has a purpose. So sometimes it can depend on where you're at from day to day as to whether you like it a bit slower with a bit more space or whether you like it faster and a bit more snappy. After that, we become aware of our breath. We don't want to change it. We're not trying to, you know, interfere with our breath, but we are just being asked to notice it and check in with what it's doing. Now, this next step might seem a little odd. This is where we start to, or we're offered the uh, opportunity to become aware of the feelings or sensations of opposites. So for example, We become aware of what cold feels like. We bring that sensation or awareness into our consciousness. We'll then be asked to become aware of what heat feels like. So we feel cold, we feel heat, things like that. And this is harmonizing and bringing balance to the two sides of your brain. So there's usually a few different opposite things that the teacher will introduce for you to uh, bring your awareness to. Then we have a visualization stage. This is a pretty good stage as well. I quite like it. Um, Your guide will often say random things. They seem random. And all you need to do is see them in your mind's eye. Once that's done, this is where I'll usually leave people some space just to be in this state between being awake and being asleep. After a bit of space, it's time to come back. So I'll bring you gently back by asking you to come back to your intention or your sankalpa. Now, once all that's done, this part is probably the most important part to do properly. You need to guide people. You need to come all the way back. 
So you'll be guided back to your breath, your body, the space you're in. And I'll ask you to visualize yourself awake, alert, moving around the room so that you can then kind of realize that you're back. You're back in your body. You're back in the space. That's the next step is to wake up, really wake up. And then, of course, I'll actually get you to physically start moving your body and bringing yourself all the way back in. This is so, so important, especially if you need to drive somewhere after a yoga nidra. So you need to come all the way back to be completely awake and alert so that you can effectively and, of course, safely move through whatever's next in your day. Of course, if you're just going to sleep, you can just go to sleep. Cool. Great. Awesome plan. (laughs) So that is a general, pretty quick actually, overview of yoga nidra. I would love to know if you've practiced it before or if you're going to seek it out now. Uh, I have a yoga nidra available when you sign up to my mailing list. It's about 20 minutes long and it's a very good time. I've been told by several people that they absolutely loved it. So there's a link for that in my bio if you'd like to go and give it a go, sign up and you'll you'll get an email with the link to that to practice. Gosh, my words aren't working. Um, so I mentioned earlier that there's something super special I wanted to let you know about. And actually there's a few things I've been working on. So here they are. Number one, I am recreating my yin yoga pose library. It's almost done. It's still going to be completely free, but you will need to subscribe to my site to have continued access to it. So totally free, but you just need to subscribe. It's really the intention behind that is an exchange of energy. It's going to have more variations, more ways to use props, more hybrid poses, and a section on wall poses. Maybe eventually I'll start putting some suggested uh, sequences in there too. But honestly, I already put those on Instagram. Um, If you're on my mailing list, you'll be the first to know when that's ready to go. Number two. I am also creating, and I have not told anyone, uh, maybe I've told one or two people about this. I'm also creating an online yin yoga and meditation subscription site. This is in its very early stages, and it's something I've been thinking about doing for a while, but I was constantly feeling resistance around it. And every time I muscle tested it, I would get a no. Um, If you're not sure what muscle testing is, I'll talk about that in another episode, or I would highly recommend looking up uh, the open mind space on Instagram, Uh, or you can DM me at the yin method on Instagram. But anyway, totally different topic. But last week I made a big list of things that were in my head and I got a yes for it. So here we are. I'm creating my online yin yoga and meditation site, online yin yoga and meditation with more online I said online already. Uh, That's a pretty big job, but it is coming. Again, get on my mailing list to be the first to know when that's going to be available. If you have any class requests, send me a DM on Instagram at the yin method. Number three and my final announcement. My intro to yin yoga course is currently $108 Australian, but it will be going up at the end of July 2021. So, If you've had your eye on it and are interested in doing the course, which is on demand, you can go through the content as many times as you like for the lifetime of the course. Now is the time to grab it. You can use the code UNTANGLED for a special 
I love my podcast listeners price of $97 Australian if you'd like to do that as well. So uh, that course is, it's really designed to be an overview of what you need to know uh, to either start your journey as a yin yoga teacher, if you're already a yoga teacher, or to have a better understanding of what you're doing in your yin yoga practice. So it has 10 lectures, with, which are audio lectures with slides that you can move along with two yin masterclasses, two practical classes. It's a total of about three hours of content and you get a 55 page PDF download. You have, as I said, lifetime access and any future updates that I put in the course, you'll automatically get. It's self-paced and on demand. So at the moment, until the end of July, it is $108 Australian. Use the code untangled if you would like a discount and get it for $97. Again, it's going to go up. So now is the time if you've had your eye on it. Thank you everyone who's already purchased and started moving through it. It's so exciting to see people um, signing up for that and uh, yeah, really getting involved in what I'm creating. And as I mentioned earlier in this episode, I am putting together more online courses. So I've got heaps of ideas, heaps of content. I'm starting to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? put together. Um, I can't think of the word, doesn't matter. I'm putting together online courses. So there's heaps more coming soon. Eventually, hopefully sooner rather than later, this will be a complete 50 hour online yin yoga teacher training. Um, yeah, putting that out there. So <laughs> let's do this. If you'd like to get in touch, I would love to hear from you. My website, which is going to be changing soon, uh, the address won't be changing, but the website will be, is theyinmethod.com. You can find me on Instagram at theyinmethod. You can email me theyinmethod at gmail.com or use the contact form on my website if you would like. And that is all I am going to ramble on with this week. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sticking around until the end of the episode and listening each week. I really Really appreciate you being here and I will catch you again very soon. Bye. Mm-hmm.